Good morning, everyone. It's Lee Henson here, president and founder of Agile Dad, and it's time for today's edition of the Daily Stand-Up. Without any further ado, let's get started. Today we have some very interesting, uh, an interesting email, an interesting topic. So someone asked me, what did I feel was the number one killer of business agility? What is the number one thing that prevents businesses from stepping forward? And uh, there was an article that was recently published that kind of goes along with this topic that I found. And uh, I'm going to pick on it a little bit. Uh, this was published by Leading Agile, one of my very dear friends, Mike Kottmeyer and his company. Amazing company. They do great work. They talk about you know, Agile and Scrum specifically is predicated on the idea that each team has everything they need to deliver an increment of value. That's true. But unless you're a small team or a startup, that's usually the furthest from the truth. Also true. When a team doesn't have everything it needs to deliver an increment of value, it becomes a dependency. And dependencies are the number one agility killer. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I've worked on several teams as a coach, as a scrum master, as a team member. And what I can tell you is dependencies tend to kill everything. Whether it's simple dependencies, like we're waiting on another group to get something done, or some of the more complicated ones. Right. Sometimes it's between teams and external entities, but also between teams that need each other to deliver an an, an increment of working tested product. These kind of dependencies are the hardest ones to get rid of. The ones where you have just inner team dependencies. Uh, You're not waiting on somebody on the outside. You're simply waiting on another team and you can't wish them away or pretend they don't exist because they're there and they're not going to go away. They're like a bad cold. So I think the key here is. What are some strategies for the best ways to manage dependencies, identify dependencies, and make certain that we are addressing them and doing what we can, but still not losing scope or focus of the bigger picture of what needs to be done? So what I can tell you is I think that there's a couple of different ways to break in and identify dependencies, first of all. You need to identify dependencies as, is this outstanding debt that's hurting our strategic ability to create business value, or is this a dependency that is causing our customer not to not be able to do some type of functionality they need to do? Is this dependency related to a defect that absolutely needs to be fixed and we need to address it immediately, or is this a dependency that is related to an enhancement? So I think it's partially, is this something that's going to help keep the team working together and keep the gears moving in well-oiled grease machine position and, and allow them to continue to be productive? Or is this something that without this, you're pretty much stopped, you know, dead, dead stopped? And, and the truth is, either way, you have to either get rid of the dependency and break it, or you have to find a way to properly manage it. And I think that too many organizations just try to fix all the dependencies they can and they try to wish away or forget that the other dependencies exist when they should be, you know, really focused on, you know, eliminating any dependencies they can. But then with the remaining dependencies, they need to put together a strategy. Now, what most people don't consider in Agile is something called risk management. And I believe that dependencies are a form of risk. And I think that if you look at this from more of a traditional PMP approach with regard to risk management, that you might find the answer here. So the answer lies in a traditional way of thinking. Go figure. I think that more organizations need to focus on areas of a product or service that are either you know prone to risk 
or if they find that there's architectural or infrastructural solutions that could eliminate that risk so that we could uh, have fewer dependencies. And I think having no dependencies is the best way to beat dependencies. But the problem is sometimes you just can't align everything in a large enterprise organization where you have the perfect cross-functional teams who can section off a product and get things done. You know, sometimes that's next near to impossible. So how do we regain our focus and uh, get to where we need to be? And I think it involves three steps. The three steps are pretty easy. Step one is eliminate technical debt. If you have any debt at all that's outstanding, get rid of it. Find a way to either mark it as known but not resolved or archive it or move it along. You know, there's things that you need to do in order to make certain that your debt backlog is reduced to zero. You want to make sure that you've taken care of those things. You want to make sure that there's no outstanding debt at all, if possible. Don't be afraid to use the status known but not resolved. Don't be afraid to archive some things. You know, I never want to see teams just delete things altogether and forget that they existed. But I do certainly want to see teams address the things that are most critical first and then push off the things that aren't as critical in order to make sure they're successfully doing what they need to do. So step one is eliminate all debt. Step two is stop trying to organize people and start organizing the work. So let me explain. So people will naturally, if allowed, fall into norming and high-performing teams. As long as you have the skill sets there, you can typically get a team to self-regulate and self-organize and figure out whether they're a good cultural fit for each other. I think too many organizations focus on trying to make sure they have the perfect people and people alignment on every team instead of focusing on better balancing and working on the backlog to make the backlog something that's easily consumable. And I think that when we shift our focus to the backlog and make sure it's something that's easily consumable, that's when we're going to see favorable results. And then finally, make sure you have the right people in the right meetings at the right time. I know that sounds silly, but so many organizations don't address risk because they don't know it exists. And I think that sometimes when we're supposed to be having a big room meeting with lots of people there, we don't do it. And other times when we're supposed to be having an intimate team meeting, we try to invite everybody and there's too many cooks in the kitchen and we don't achieve the end result that we try. So I think that this is definitely something that's very interesting. And uh, Mike went on and he wrote an article called Encapsulation versus Orchestration, Dependencies in Agile. And I can tell you it's a, it's a fantastic article. It's powerful. And uh, he touched on some things that I didn't touch on, but I still feel like it's important for you to at least address those three things first. If you can come across as, hey, you know, I understand that I have these things and I understand that it's inevitable, but how I manage it is going to be the difference between whether I have a successful agile implementation or not. I think that's going to drive you to have, you know, a a better scope of what you're supposed to be working on. And it's going to help eliminate some of those dependencies. Well, I hope this information was useful to you, and I hope you have an amazing Tuesday. Tune in tomorrow for another amazing episode of the Daily Stand-Up Podcast. As always, we invite you to visit AgileDad.com, where you can learn more about this topic and many others. Until next time, stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Do take care.